I'm back. And I'm talking to young men who are keeping it real and honest. And we're talking about the art of letting go and letting in. Breaking into is next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking into. I like this song of yours, Alpha. I appreciate it. Like Shout out to Creed. Oh, wow. Creed don't know me. <laughs> this is what I do. Shout out to Creed. That's dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, love, I love this song. It's a good song. Yeah. You guys, it's Breaking Into. Hey. It is the first show of 2018. It is episode 101. Yes, I'm still on the high of, of my last show, my 100th show, my two-year anniversary show. This one's kind of like a mini version of my two-year anniversary show where I had five men of color on the show. And we talked about all things man and some women, too. Um, this one, we have two men. On the show, and the three of us are going to talk about what's like to be a black man today. Mm-hmm. That's right, and what that, and what does that mean? Right, first of right. all, like what does that even mean? Um, they're both artists, and so what we're going to do is I'm just going to introduce them both to you, and then we're going to start talking. Their podcast is called The Art of Letting Go. I only saw it on your on your SoundCloud. Where else can they find? I don't know where else can they find it. So it's on iTunes, and we just created a SoundCloud okay. for the actual podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I like. Well, I'll tell you the same what I did. But here are my guests today: <laughs> Alpha sitting at the far, the far left from me, and hey. then Mike Brown sitting next to me. How are you guys? Doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Like, love you the beer. Here. Thank you, sir. I'm trying to do. Things. I see it. It's coming. It's gray. (laughs) That's the problem. It's gray. I'm old. Um, No, this is okay. And anyway, we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on. We're on. I'm on Facebook also. Facebook page, and we're also on YouTube under Breaking Into Black Hollywood Live. You can find all the episodes there. All 100 episodes are there, Um, and this won't be on there too. Your, I had told him your your podcast. I binge listened like the first four episodes. Okay. Completely in love with it. Cool. Was shocked by it. And we're going. We're going to talk. We're going to go deeper into this. <laughs> okay. And what okay. I what I want to because I was because I, I just it was like it's just a straight up two guys talking about I mean anything and everything in a manner that feels like friends mm-hmm. talking and like I'm in part of the conversation like we're just like because I was talking for myself because of course I am black talking back to it yeah I know what that too and that's what I would do <laughs> you said what so I found myself talking back to the um, the mic the what I was listening to. Device and uh, I want to find out just number one: Is there anything off limits on your show? Nothing is off limits. Absolutely not. We can talk about everything. I figure so. Nothing's so basically. There's so far nothing's come up that you're like, oh, I shouldn't say that. No, no. <laughs> I didn't think. No, I didn't think so. Just to say, I didn't think so. I just want to make sure because I mean, because I mean, even though your guys are very real, I'm, I just wonder if there's any topic you're like, let's just avoid that topic. But like, no, you got to talk about a little bit of everything. No, because. I feel like the show wouldn't wouldn't be authentic if we did hold back. Like that's yeah. what the show is about, letting go. Yeah. Do you guys plan it out, like outline it, or does it is it just you, you come together and you start talking? Sometimes we have ideas and then sometimes we come up with it on the spot. A lot of times it really just comes from us having conversations. Yeah. We just start talking and we press the button and let it go. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how 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 do you guys meet? We actually uh, we went to college together. We went to Xavier University. Hey, Louisiana, Louisiana shout house. Out, shout out XU. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When we went to Xavier together, uh, we had mutual friends, and we got closer actually after college. Um, we started getting up just to talk about music and life, and we were like, well, let's just do this now. You know, art of letting go. Because like I said, I played a piece of, you both, you do production, you do music, mm-hmm. and you do music too. Yes. Also. Yes. So that, that was kind of the connection. It was like this kind of... Music ability, kind of recording music, poetry, whatever, artistry yeah. kind of came together. Yeah, I feel like the connection came before that. Like, okay. 
you know, we we've always kind of been connected just mm-hmm. through going to school together and stuff, but just hanging out, like we had to reconnect in yeah. order to get here. Yeah. How important is education? Extremely important. Extremely Somewhat important. important to me. I think, but I don't think it's just in the in the general sense of just going to college and getting that education there. I think educating yourself all the way around, like getting the art of letting go, is, is educating yourself about yourself. You know what I'm saying? So just talking to people and getting to know different cultures and and genres and of different things. I think education is extremely important to me. Not just in the the general sense of learning, but learning any way that you can. I like that. Yeah. And for you, like, how was it for you? Did any, does anything that your college experience feed into your art today? Um, maybe the maybe that I explore more. Um, college definitely made me explore just who I am. You know, when I went into college, I guess I was more quiet, and I built a person that I wanted to be in. Building that person, I had to tear that person down to become mm-hmm. who I am today. So yeah, I, what's amazing to me, and I wrote the, actually wrote this part down. I was like, okay, I'm no, I'm an older black man, and I always worry about the next generations on some mm-hmm. level. I mean, I I do this program, I do spoken word stuff, I do I record, I do all this stuff, but I always wonder what the next generations are going to do that will kind of continue the fight because mm-hmm. we we ain't done yet. Um, there's a lot more work to be done, and listening to you guys made me actually gave me a little bit of hope again. Oh wow. wow! Thank you. I appreciate that. These are two Definitely. dudes who are really that are different generation than I am, who are actually saying something that's meaningful mm-hmm. that can be helpful to somebody else. That's that's amazing to hear because it didn't even start that way. It started off with us just, <clears throat> excuse me, with us just talking. Like it was really about let's explore some things and let's record it and see what happens. So that's awesome to hear that that type of feedback. No, that's- seriously. <laughs> no, seriously, because I, mean, I just I feel like there's a lot of things out there that are just out there for out there's sake. And no offense to anybody. I mean, everything can be hard, I guess, or whatever. But mm-hmm. for this kind of podcast to me, it just stood out because I don't hear younger black men talking about all kinds of issues in a way that's relatable. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I don't. Feel, I feel like any. I actually feel like anybody can listen to you. I think any race can listen to you guys. Any young man or woman should listen to your podcast. They can probably get something out of it. Absolutely. You know, because it's, it's so. I think we need more of that, especially in the podcast world. We need more. We need more, we need more people of your generation saying things that actually, maybe inspire something. That's you know? absolutely. Yeah, and I, I feel like that comes from just being open. Um, yeah, it took it took a lot to get here. I. I started going to therapy maybe like four years ago, okay. and I stopped in November. Okay. And when I stopped, I felt like I still needed an outlet. And I was having conversations with friends. It was like, why not record them? So, but that's, that's the thing. Just one thing to talk about with your friends in private over drinks or card game, but to actually record it. Yeah. Wait, do you ever get anxiety like when before you put it out and go? It's like today you're giving birth to something every time. Uh, I mean. I honestly, I don't listen back. I listen okay. back the first time that we we play, oh, we, we sure do it just to you know, just to make sure the levels and everything yeah. is fine. But after that, I don't I don't listen to it anymore. It's right. out now. Like I I literally let it go, and so I don't yeah. revisit it. I don't listen to it again. If somebody asks me something about it, then we can have a conversation from that standpoint. But I I just don't go back to it. I I it it really is me just getting it off and I kind of moving on from there. And then for you cuz you said you did therapy, do you still you talk this is working out for you then. So this is continued therapy. Okay. Um I was paying someone to listen to me and now I have however many people listen to this podcast to listen to the same conversations 
that I was having. Now, we have people watching the show right now because it's live, and we have a couple of comments. Uh, somebody with your last name, Zenobia Brand, <laughs> says, awesome. <laughs> my mom is as well to support you. Hi, mom. I was like, this last name sounds familiar, I guess. I like that. And, Thank um, you for listening. Uh, Jazz Walker, I listen to the podcast, and it definitely resonates with me because it's authentic. I dig it. I love you, you, Jasmine. Thank, Thank you. Jazz. you. <laughs> That's good. I mean, it really is. I mean, because you guys talk about relationships. Mm-hmm. You talk about yourselves and your parts of relationships. Like, I mean, like in a way that even I feel uncomfortable a little bit listening to it. Like, I was like, am I intruding? Like, why are we listening to this conversation? <laughs> like, especially you. Mm-hmm. You really do break it down about the, the, how you feel about things mm-hmm. and how you view certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do too, but like, you really are like, hey, I did this and I'm really <laughs> proud of it, but I did it and blah, blah. I mean, like, seriously, yeah. some people who listen to the podcast, I'm not going to play the piece. Here's that snippet of it. No. Right. I want you guys to listen to it because you really do, because you, you have to get the whole context of the conversation, but like, you do really break it down yeah. with your behavior. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I learned a lot about myself. Um, I've been I've worked in the mental health field pretty much since I've okay. been out of out of school out of college, and it taught me a lot about myself and my behaviors. And then when I met my wife, I realized a lot of my actions toward women were like I was like, oh, I didn't know that that was so terrible. You know what I'm saying? But she had to tell me like women don't always like that. Like I was a very touchy guy. I would oh, you know what I'm yes, saying? Like yes. I was like oh like women like when I touch them. I was that kind of person, you know? And I, honestly, I was. Hashtag and, me too. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like okay. Right, right. They love when I and, touch them. And it yes. wasn't it was hey man, see <laughs> but um but no, I was I was that kind of, especially when I would, you know, drink or do certain yeah. things like that. But my wife definitely showed me a different side of of how to treat a woman and how to um, admonish a woman and, you know, different things of that nature. So I just kind of feed feed that because it wasn't really who I was in the first place. Like, I was doing it because people thought it was cool. Uh, you know, all the, all the fellas were like, oh, yeah, he got he got him. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this gets me. Okay, cool, yeah, let's do it. But it really wasn't who I was, yeah. like, down to, the, down to my core. Because I was depressed for such a long time, I just turned to that. And it was easy to, it was an easy escape for me. Like, oh, I feel bad, so let me go find something that makes me feel good. Which we all have done. Right. And some, and whatever it is, whatever we, it could be drugs, alcohol, food, right? we, we, we pick something to, to make us feel better. But, like, for you, how do you feel about this whole, there's this whole movement now? I mean, now it's very heightened. Mm-hmm. The whole, like you just said, hashtag me too, but it is, it is a thing now. Yeah. Of do we, like, for us men, do we hug women immediately when we meet them? Do we wait them to let us... I mean, there's a whole thing up there. How's that? How are you navigating that these days? Um, well, to be honest with you, I um, since I'm married, I uh, I keep away from a lot of conversations because I know myself. I flirt on accident. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I'm gonna kind of keep my distance yeah. here, or I might not even need to have that conversation. Like, I might uh, see a, a very attractive woman and want to compliment her, and I'm like. I don't even need to do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that might go another direction. And it might not. It might just be, hey, you look great today, and I can move on. But yeah. for myself personally and knowing myself and my behavior in the past, I kind of step back a little and bit. And here's the marriage thing. I forgot you had the marriage thing going on. It's a whole yeah. different – single versus marriage is a whole different world yeah. anyway. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, so you already, so you already have a distance you have to keep anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure your woman would not like you talking. No, 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 no. I'm hey, sure. Girl. Hey, baby, I love you. And are, are you married to a black woman? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, then, okay. I'm married to an African woman. Okay, well, there, there you go. Done. <laughs> Done. I don't, need to, I don't need to ask any more questions. I already know what you can't do. Right. Well, no, yeah, so right. you can do. And now for you, what is it like bringing things out for you? And this is podcast, we learn a lot about you too. So what is that? Like? Um, How's that been for you? It's been a growing experience. Uh, 
because a lot of the conversations that I have on the podcast, I really wasn't comfortable just I'm sure. having in my regular life being an openly gay, openly gay man. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of scary. Even talking about it right now, it's like wow. Yeah, like yeah. I've grown a lot in my life to yeah. be able to even have this conversation. Yeah, which I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, seriously, I think again, someone's going to watch this. I, you know, I mean, Oprah said it so well when she did her speech at the Golden Globes. When people, we see images that, you know, can inspire us that we're not used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And someone could find us on YouTube and you just saying, they go, wow. And also because he's super tall. She's like six foot 12 <laughs> or whatever. I thought I was tall, but he's like way taller than I am. Um, so I think for somebody also, because I, I know gay guys who are tall. I mean, they, they feel awkward or feel whatever. It's like they'll see you and go, wow, I can be myself. Yeah. Just That's- you speaking like that. That's what I hope. You know, for me, I never really saw a gay role model growing up. I lived in denial of being gay just for the simple fact there was only one type of gay black man that I saw on TV. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would love to be that for some kid that sees me and is like, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's okay to be me. Because yeah. I didn't have that growing up. Because I know you, like, you play basketball yes. on a league and stuff, and you do all kinds of stuff yes. out there, and, you're, and, and you, you teach, right? I do. Yeah, you do all kinds of stuff. You do. You're, you're like a well. To me, you're a well-rounded gay man, well-rounded man. I mean, well-rounded, you know, black man. Like you I do, appreciate that. Thank you. But you do. I mean, I, I think people need to hear these kind of things because you just we don't just don't know. Yeah. You know, because there was no role model. I mean, like I said, when I was growing up, you know, I, I mean, there I look I look for just black men. Mm-hmm. It's like just black men. Period. Right. So like Sidney Poitier was somebody that I was a big fan of. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? I used to love um, Joe Brown or whatever. Like, there's certain people that I that I looked at that I would look at and go, I'm, I, I like them. Mm-hmm. And Marvin Gaye was a person I really enjoyed because he put out some really good music in the '70s that was really spoke to me. Gil Scott Heron, somebody else I love. I mean, there's people. Okay. That, there are people that I looked up to just because they were black men and they were saying things that spoke to me. That was I had to, I had to find them. That was it. Well, that that's how I've always felt about Pharrell and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like, they've always spoken to me. And and still to this day, like I listen to Pharrell, and I feel like he's he's always speaking to me. So I do understand what you're saying. I saw I saw NERD back in the mid '90s in San Francisco. Oh wow! At the Fillmore, the Fillmore is a great. If you're in San Francisco, it's a great location because there's no seats. You just, just stage, and you have a floor. It's all floor. Just you stand there. And I met him afterwards. Nice guy, tiny, a tiny, tiny guy. Yeah. <laughs> but the music that was coming out of him even then we're talking this is like almost 20 years this is 20 years ago yeah. was so amazing yeah so by the time he came by the time he came out later big with Daft Punk and all that I was like he's been doing this for years mm-hmm. absolutely the Neptune's <laughs> on they've been doing this for years absolutely yeah. and, and I've always enjoyed his his take because he's also he's a skater boy but he's also feels like he's, a, he's an alien or something like he's like he's all these things all, all, I feel like all of those things make up for real just like all the things that are all of us make us who we are mm-hmm yeah, what's what are, who are some of your um, people? Uh, I really look up to Andre Three Thousand. Um, that he's just so free with everything he does, and that was somebody that when I would ride in the car with my pop, he would be listening to Outkast, and that kind of always was my thing. Um, I'm really big with uh, like Juvenile and Lil Wayne. I'm from New Orleans, so yes. I love that to hear that kind of thing. And for me, it took a long time for me to recognize some of the things that they were saying because I'm so used to like just listening to the wave of things and then the words would hit me later I'm like oh he really is talking about something and that's what I kind of like that they can have fun talk about something serious 
um, talk about what matters to them, but they can still have a fun and a good time doing it and really just express themselves. And whether it be the way, like Andre, the way that he dresses, the way that he talks, oh. the way that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just, he's a, he's somebody that I really look up to. So it's, he's a really dope dude to me. You guys picked two people that are really, you're so correct, they're so unique. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, when I saw when I saw NERD, I saw them again later with Khalees, who I'm a big fan of. Oh, man. I've seen, talk about a pioneer in, like, in music of her stuff. Um, wow. It was them. And, but with Andre 2000, and I had my hair like his too back then. They always saw I had my hair all well pressed out. <laughs> had a good time down my shoulders. I got to see a picture. Oh, there's, there's, some, there's some pictures out there. Maybe you'll see one recently. I was also blonde at one time. But oh, anyway, wow. they're, they're, they both are black men who are not defined. They are black. Mm-hmm. They have no problem with that, but they aren't defined by it. Mm-hmm. They they experiment in their clothing, the way they dress, the way they look, mm-hmm. in their music. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you, t- you both just pick two groups that are so diverse in what they do within yeah. their own groups. Yeah. Outcast and and just the Neptunes, Pharrell, everything, everybody he works with. He's with everybody with, you know, from Gwen Stefani to Snoop Dogg yeah. to Daft Punk. I mean, He's like, an he's. Old dirty bastard. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, I mean, you're talking like people who, I mean, like, they I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's just amazing, and, and that whole that whole album where it was it was under thousand on one, basically a big boy on the mm-hmm. other. I mean, it's amazing work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about amazing work. It really was, and that's what we were just talking about this um, on a on on a podcast actually, uh, talking about letting go of labels. And you know, I know I'm a black man. I know that I'm married. I know that I'm a Christian. I know all of these things, but I don't want to live in any certain box. Like I just want to be free and be myself all the time. It's so funny because him and I were talking last week, and uh, he was like, "Man, like." I used to look at you like you were a certain kind of way, like you was just smooth kind of, but you really kind of corny. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I really but am. It's okay. You know but it's what I'm okay. saying? Like, but it's okay. Yeah, it is okay yeah. because that's what makes me me. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? It makes me funny. It makes me. I just like to have a good time, and I don't care. I used to really care about who saw me doing me, or who saw me did. being myself, and now I'm at the point where I'm, I just I have to be me, or I can't. Survive, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I can be a strong black man. I can be a married man, but I can also have a great time and not care about who's looking. I can dance. I can even. Uh, we went to the NRD, NERD um, yeah. show at uh, Complex Con, oh, yes. and I was in there cutting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was in there cutting. Up. I was dancing my life yes. away. I yeah. loved it. You know yeah. what I'm saying. And so that's just where I'm at now. And I think that the art of letting go really pushes forward with that. Like it helps me. Let go of that, so I can just be myself. All it's a reminder, really. Well, I want to say, okay. Well, first of all, Ray G, hello. Thanks for watching. He's saying hi to Black Hollywood Live. Hey. Um, I had to let go too. It's it's really funny because I came from a, a time period where um, it was we had the eighties were kind of recessive. <laughs> kind of we had you know we had Star Wars and Reagan and everything, and and AIDS was happening. It was very much like you got to be a certain way. I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, so there was certain things I couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was very much the Bloods and the Crips and this and that. Was, it was very much all that. And I had to let go. When I, le- I moved somewhere, I left L.A. and I moved somewhere else. And that's when I was able to let go mm. and start to say, I'm going to define what a man is. Mm. You're not going to define it for me. If I want to have long blonde hair down my ass, <laughs> right. I'm going to have it. Right. And I'm still a man. Because yeah. I will pull that hair in a ponytail and kick your ass. <laughs> With no shame. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or talk to you like a, like a man could talk to you. Mm. With this long blonde hair, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, I, 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 I seriously had to, I had to really let go of that because for me, I didn't have I didn't have great I didn't have a great father or anything like that. So I had to learn it from what I saw and older siblings mm-hmm. and, and your environment. You had to kind of I had to look around for that. Yeah. 
So I don't know, I mean, how is your how is your relationship with men in terms of growing up for yourself? Do you, have, do you guys have fathers, grandfathers? I mean, was there anything in your life? So I grew up with the father, and you know, I love my dad to death, but he was taught wrong. There you go. You know what I mean? That and, generation and his mm-hmm. generations of passing on to me, like to him, being a man was being able to fix a tire mm-hmm. or, you know, put a bookshelf together. And I'm thankful for that because <laughs> yeah. all, all, all the stuff that I bought from Ikea, I put together myself. So thank you, Daddy, for that. But, you know, for me, it left me confused about a lot of things. You know, especially when I came out, I had to, I guess, learn for myself what a man was. Yeah. You know, and learn that it's really being responsible of your own life because... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. 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 Like, a, a lot of that stuff just really is, is, is really negative, you know? That's true. And, and they think they're being helpful to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they're coming from their own experience, which is all they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, ha- we're actually having to show them. Absolutely. In a way, too, kind of reinvent for them what they think a man is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And you were going to say for you. Um, for me, I was raised by my stepfather. Okay. Um, but I grew up, it was a domestic violence kind of situation. Oh, so okay. I saw, I witnessed a lot of things when I was growing up. Um, and that was another reason I didn't really know how to treat a woman. Yeah, sure. Um, and I, to this day, like, I, we've had conversations. We were a, we've were we been able to, to grow from that point. Like, we talked it out. We um, Even now, like, he used to record music when I was a kid. And I would go to the studio. Oh, wow. Right? And so now I have a studio in Long yes. Beach. And um, he comes to the studio, and we record, and we do stuff. And so we're rebuilding, like, rekindling this bond that we kind of missed out on because when I was young, like, I got to a point where I felt like I was a kid and I couldn't defend my mom. Like, I couldn't defend her. And so it hurt me, and I didn't really know how to have a relationship with him following that, you know? Right. How do you? Right. And so now we're kind of like, we talk things through, and he he shared with me his side of the story. Even with my mother, I've talked to her about things. So really just opening that door to talk to my parents about certain stuff because I didn't really have, uh, in my eyes, looking back, a father. Like, I used to, man, I used to praise that man when I was a kid, you know? And as I got older, I started to see some of the flaws and I was like, oh, oh, (laughs) oh. Well, you see him as as people. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And that's not what I saw him as before. And now that I see him as a person and he can respect me as a man too, it makes the conversation a lot easier to have and because I'm so willing to be myself I don't like if I say something that's gonna make him mad then you have to be, let's talk about it right then, you know yeah. you know what I'm saying and so that's kind of where it is with us and but we're good now like we're, we're yeah. definitely good and we're, re, and we're rebuilding that that relationship with each other see that's the thing it, it can happen yeah <laughs> it happened for me I've tried but it can happen and I feel like all of us we had to let go of Looking at them on a pedestal or some level. Absolutely. And looking at them as men, as, yeah, a, as yes. also fellow yeah. black men. Looking yeah, at them going, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. they have flaws too, and they have things that go on just like I do. And now we're adults. Yeah. So it's almost even playing field. And, and kind of going back to what you were asking about college, I think going to school did help me in that way of I had to become a man real fast. And mm-hmm. I was around other men that were becoming men at the same time as me. So, you know, I don't know if. My dad, I can't speak for you guys, but my dad didn't really get those experiences because he just jumped in the military. Okay. And, okay. okay. You know, that's that's still pumping that that toxic masculinity into you. So I was around all kinds of men yeah. in college and I'm learning sure. from that's all real. types of people. And that's real. That's the good thing about college. And you went you went to a southern college, mm-hmm. absolutely. Xavier, so I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, and I was say that that too. 
Are you are you really glad you did that? You went to a, a black college. Absolutely, black absolutely, college. absolutely. I'm so happy that I did that. Um, it really changed my because I I grew up in New Orleans, but I moved back and forth a lot because it was yeah. just a lot of moving back and forth to like yeah. to make it short. But I wanted to go back to New Orleans for college because I just missed home. But I, that experience, like I wouldn't trade it in for the world. Wow. Like the relationships that I have to this day, and to see like my friends who are doctors and lawyers and professors and that are striving to do these great things. And they're my friends and I can call them. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't talk all the time, but it's like, that's my boy. Like he winning mm-hmm. right now. And to see that and to strive for that, it, it pushes me to want more. It pushes me to want to create my own things and, and create my own lane and do my own thing. Like I would never trade going to a black school for any, just anything. I have a niece. She's the first niece in my family to go to, a, she went to Hampton college in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can see she's graduated since. Now she's at USC, but I'm seeing she's still so connected to Hampton. Her friend, I see her Snapchats or everything. She's like, she's so going back there for certain events. Like she's so connected. Mm-hmm. I thought that's really interesting because I went to some regular college. I mean, like, so I didn't, I didn't have that experience. Xavier made me comfortable with being black. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, and I say that because I grew up in the suburbs. Okay. So growing up in the suburbs where we're the minority, mm-hmm. it's almost like black people have to prove who's mm-hmm. the blackest. Yes, you know that one. <laughs> and going to an HBCU where we're all black, nobody cared how you acted or what cl- mm-hmm. what classes you were taking. Mm-hmm. It just was we were black. Yeah. I had the experience when I went to the Caribbean. So I'll tell you. Um, oh, and Ray G says, understands where you guys are coming from. I went, when I went to, I went to 13 Islands in the Caribbean. When I went to the West Indies, that was the first time I felt, wow, I'm black, I'm the majority, and it feels okay. Mm-hmm. And it not only feels okay, it feels great. Yeah. yeah. I can just walk around, and there's a million of us that look like us just walking around. Right, right. Like, just that alone, I'm sure we say being an all-black, all basically, basically all-black college, mm-hmm. um, you walk around, you see you. Mm-hmm. Right. Everywhere. And, Everywhere. And it, it was funny, too, because when I moved back to L.A., I had a hard time transitioning. Like, it was difficult wow. for me to... Like, I felt like I couldn't find myself. I couldn't find my culture. I couldn't find, yeah. like... It was so uncomfortable. I think that that added to, like, my depression yeah. and everything when I first moved back. I was like, I can't, I'm just not comfortable here. And going back to... Like, going back to, to homecoming a couple of years ago was, like, a reawakening for me. Like, it was wow. so cool. To, it was like an eight- or nine-year um, reunion. Okay. Went back, saw all of my old friends. It was just like it was yesterday. And I was like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel. Because L.A. confused me. It confused me on how I was supposed to feel and how I was supposed to be. Because there's so many different sects. And until you find your spot, like I live in Long Beach now. I'm not living nowhere else. (laughs) That's my spot. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to find it. Like, it's hard in L.A. It's definitely (laughs) difficult. But it's just funny for me. Okay, so I lived in San Francisco for like 16 years. One of my stints of somewhere else. And they, all the black people were driven out. So when I got back to L.A., I was like, there's brown people. <laughs> so for me, it was almost the opposite. It was like, wow. oh, my goodness. It was so white in San Francisco. I'm like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm like, you're brown, and you're brown, and you're brown. <laughs> and I speak Spanish, and I speak Spanish. And I do it like, it was, I, I, felt, I, felt, I felt like, home in a way, I was like, I'm home again. Wow. And I found, I, but you're right. I still had to find my group. Because mm-hmm. we're so like, I live yeah. in Inglewood. So we're all, we're everybody, everybody spread out. Right. So you're right. That part I believe, but, I just, but for me, it was almost out. I came back to I'm like, oh my god, there's brown people, and I didn't even know I missed it. That's funny. Didn't even realize I missed it. I was, I was so busy working in San Francisco, I wasn't even paying attention. But yeah. I just when I got back, I was like, so I understand you mean going back to New Orleans. I understand that part. Mm-hmm. We go back and like, okay, with That's my people again. 
one of my people. My, my father's from Louisiana, so okay. and I so there. So I'm in Louisiana. I know. I know, and I love the food, of course. Um, of course. But no, but I understand, and it's a, and being in the South is very different. Mm-hmm. Being in the South, I mean, you guys have the experience of you, you live down there because you went to school. So I mean, it's a whole different experience. Than I grew in the up in the South. I grew up in Texas. Ugh, another one. There yeah. You go. <laughs> Texas, Louisiana. I love going there, visiting. I, I don't know if I can live there, but I love visiting. <laughs> That's how I ended up here. Yeah, exactly. It's like. Mm-hmm. Because it is very different than the West Coast, isn't it? I mean, it's very different. Out there. Absolutely, Extremely, yeah. But you're here because you want to make it on some level in the certain industry. That's why you guys are both here, you think? Or That's what brought me here, but I think what's keeping me here is, like I said, just unlocking more and more of myself. You know, I was chasing Grammys and chasing radio, and now I understand that I could create my own world. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. And speaking of the great great segue, let's play a little bit of, of uh, Mike Brown. Here's a song that I like. We'll play a little bit of that. Let's play that. Delicious matcha tea donut is made. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot this one had a, <laughs> an ad in the front. You put an ad in front of it. Yeah, so we have to see what that. <laughs> Thanks, Marissa. Yeah, Sorry, I forgot, I, forgot, I forgot about that. There was an ad in it. <laughs> live television. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. This is good. Here we go. Here we go. It's like breathe. Like, how do you do that? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Wow. I like that. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, as, as you, I don't know what you know about me, but you know that I do music now, too. Yeah. So I have my songs out. And I, I just started this almost a year ago. I started the whole recording thing. Because I okay. do spoken word. And I have a poetry book and everything. But someone said, you should put some music. So I start, now I'm doing, now I'm releasing songs, doing music. Cool. It's, it's been a very interesting experience for me. Hey, guys. We are back oh. in full effect. What's course. that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> we are back in full effect. Right, right. All the we way. Are. Yeah, we are back in full effect. Um, what I was saying, that's what I was saying is that it's, it's I find it because you guys are creators too. I'm having so much fun being in a studio. It's I love very it. Fun, yeah. Is it fun? It's liberating, man. It it's, is. It's awesome, You're especially creating. when you just go in and you just do it. Like you don't put yes. too much thought into it. You don't put too much. Don't try to make it too serious. Just go in and let whatever happens happen. Yeah, like it's that's awesome. I well, I, well I found that some mistakes, my thought mistakes, to put in quotes, became a song. Absolutely, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I want to go. Why did I, I wrote that by accident, or, I, or or I'm recording a vocal uh-huh. and I say a line wrong mm-hmm. or quotes wrong. It's not written. And I, like that sounds even better. Or like we're playing around with beats and yeah. then like I'm like well, I don't want that one. Well, maybe I do want that one. <laughs> I like that. That one actually sounds pretty. You know, right. like I'm finding that there are things, and I had to let go. Go back mm-hmm. to the art, let it go. I had to let go and let God and say, okay, I'm gonna go into the studio and see what flows through me. Yeah. Yeah. And that hard. At first, at, at first, that was hard. Yeah, because you want to come. You want to come in. I want to. I want to make something good. Right. 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 That's your goal. Hopefully, yeah. right. But you can't. It can, you could do that. But you can't like control that either. Really. Yeah. I think you just got to be yourself. Like 
you you really just got to give all of yourself into whatever it is that you're doing. Like, I can't, I'm at the point now where I'm just going in and seeing what comes out. And then if I got to make up something to it later, then I will. But I just got to, <laughs> I just got to express myself first. Like, I used to want to sit down and be all mechanical and be like, I got to write these bars. <laughs> these bars got to hit. <laughs> so now I'm just like, nah, man, just have a good time. Speak your mind. Speak your, and be free. And that's really what it is for me. And you're right, you can always edit stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you can always edit things later. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, they can always, and, I, and I, I just recently, he knows, I just recently recorded with an orchestra. Yeah, that's dope. And I'm doing an EP. I mean, it's, it turns out it's going to be an EP, I think, of songs and orchestra, of me just doing spoken words that's set to orchestra. Dope. Which is not very common. It's not, I looked it around, there's not a lot out there like that. And the first two songs we did, and I heard them back, I almost cried, mm. like literally cried. Wow. I was like, this is really good. Like, not so much that it's so wonderful, but it's like, I found another medium to express myself mm-hmm. with, a, with music that I didn't even think I could use. Again, let go, let it go. Mm-hmm. Although of saying, I can't do this kind of music. You have to stop, you have to, you have to, it's, it's always in your brain, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. I think you have to remember that it's art also. Right. You know, and whatever comes out of it, it's not really up to you what it's going to be. Like, you just have to allow it to be what it's going to be. Yeah. I don't think Picasso was painting pictures, you know, wanting them to be great pictures because we all may look at it and see a totally different thing. Right. right. Same thing with music. It is. It's like, yeah, you just, again, you have to just let go. Yeah. And see what yeah. comes out. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I saw your thing, we saw some of your thing, videos or something recently, you are talking about how you got this, this studio mm-hmm. and so are you, living in, are you living in a house, apartment? How do you, how do you I, see yourself? I have a condo. Okay. So I have my studio set up in, in the condo. Okay. Um, I built it all from scratch. I put everything up myself. Um, I learned how to do everything myself. Wow, okay. Uh, so it's been a really cool experience. Like, it's, I care so much more about the art because I've put so much into it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really dope. It's cool. It's a, I, I was talking to Mike about saying dope all the time. I got to get a new word. <laughs> That's but, my favorite <laughs> word. <laughs> but, yeah, it's in the, 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 studio is in, the studio is in the house. My wife isn't really happy about that because <laughs> there's a lot of traffic coming in and out. So we're going to move that out pretty soon. Yes. We're going to transition. We're going we to figure that out. <laughs> do you record the podcast at his house? Yes. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. You do. And you live in L.A. proper yourself, right? I'm in the Valley. Oh, you're in the Valley. Uh, yes. I'm okay. in Reseda. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, 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 far, not far from where we are right now. Yeah, right? No, you're not far from where we are right now. I know, I know Receda. I know where that is. Yes. That's why I say. Unfortunately. So you, you go from there to here to do his show. Yeah. And it's 25 miles from me from here to Inglewood. So I understand. Oh, okay, yeah. I only come here once a week. Yeah. Okay, I used to come here. I used to come here like five, six times a week. Not anymore. <laughs> Look, that 405 is getting on my nerves. Uh, you know, on my nerves. Okay, so I asked my guests the same two questions. I know, as you guys know at home, I never prepped them. This has been done a hundred times before, including right. myself. I answered myself these questions. Um, I'm into language. Okay. So that's why I ask these two questions to every single person that comes on my show. What is a word, I want you each to give me one, that we should not say anymore? And whoever wants to go first, you can go first. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Art of letting go of word. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. I right. like that. See, there you go, right? Uh, so mine is kind of like a two word because it's fine. usually used as one word. Okay. About to. <laughs> That's the first time. I like that. That's a good and, one. And I say that because that one doesn't apply action. You know, I'm about to <laughs> put this or I'm about to do this. Like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that's that. Real. That's that's it. That's good. That's a good that's one. That's real. 
I would have to say, uh, for me personally, I just have to let go of the word fear. Oh, okay. Um, like, just erase it completely and just live without. Well, fear. if you're Christian, it says God says, don't be, don't be afraid. No reason to be afraid. That's so you true. live up to Him. That's true. And when it is, does talk about fear, it's really respect. Yes. Like, you know, fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's about respect. Right. You know? So uh, I think I would, I would definitely get rid of that, that word, fear. Okay. Those are two good ones. Okay. Now, the converse. What word or phrase, could be a phrase to you, should we say more of? Feel free to feel free. <laughs> word. Ooh, I like that. That's word. a good one. Feel word. free to feel, feel free. free to feel free. Shout out that younger dude. I like that. Okay, um, that's the first. Another okay. friend from college, yeah. James Woods. Yeah, His name is James. Dude. Well, then, come on in. <laughs> it's a great name. Yeah, great name. Very strong name. Um, I'm going to have to go with dope. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody should illustrate that in their own way because everybody. I feel like everybody is dope. Absolutely, dope everybody is a great is word. Dope. You know what I'm saying? I just, I know people are still saying it. I just didn't know we were. I, I don't know, know if they do or not. <laughs> either. That's why we need to bring it back. Because <laughs> everybody's dope in their own way. So just be that. I can't. You know, that's, that's all I got. He had the better one, man. I can't. He I did have a good one. He did have a good one. So what what are some things you would like to accomplish? Like, so I, always, I do believe in speaking to existence. What are some things that you guys like to do next? Financial freedom through my creativity. Okay, let me take the mic off and just drop that. Right, I got to start letting him go first, man. I was like, no, I was like, I can't, how, I how do I follow that? It's my show. First, you know what I'm saying? Like, why am I here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my show. He's upstaging me. I'm right, like, like, what's going on? I'm going to figure everybody that. He's not coming real smooth. I'm going to figure that. I'll be breaking into you for this week. My name is James Lodge Jr. See like, he just like, and people are typing in, feel free to feel free. I'm like, yeah, he's just killing it over here. I'm okay, thanks. No, that's what's up. No, that's what's up. That's, what, what, I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? question? Yeah. Could you repeat? I need a moment to think. Like a spelling bee. The word is dope. Dope. Everyone is dope. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, for real, I really need you to repeat this. <laughs> well, I'm saying, as we well, speak into existence, right. I was saying, what are some things you'd like to accomplish? Um, I would like to, hmm, I would like to accomplish being a complete just entrepreneur Okay, and, um, not really worrying about what that means financially or what that, just really being free to, to do whatever it is that I want to do and, and figuring it out, like as it goes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to put too much pressure on anything. Yeah. So that's really me speaking into existence is to be a, a artistpreneur, an entrepreneur, um, on every level, because I do art and music and everything like that, but there's so many other things that I want to dive into yeah. uh, that I just haven't done yet. Yeah. And so, putting out my first project is going to be the fir- it's going to be the first thing. So, okay. I'm pu- I'm putting out a project next month. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Can you announce it to anybody? What is it? Or so, is it- the name of the project is Daydreams, and it's really everything that I thought about when I wasn't free. Wow. And that wasn't saying it's all on record, and so it's about depression. It's about being angry at God sometimes. It's about um, having fake friends. And then it's about love. It's about respect. It's about everything that I've always wanted to say that I just never said. And it's really good. <laughs> what? That's, really that's, good. that's good. But I'm excited. That's exciting. That's, yeah. I'm excited. Okay, yeah, I'm super here. excited about that. So it'll be out um, next month, probably mid, mid-March. Okay. I don't have an exact date yet. But we're going to finish up um, mixing and mastering it this week. Wow. And uh, we're going to go from there. So, And this is putting a deadline on me, too, you know, because when you got art, sometimes you hold it. And you don't I want know. To- <laughs> I know. It's oh, I know. There's a lot of people holding you accountable uh, on yeah, this one. All, yeah, all these definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all live. People are <laughs> right. watching. We're on. Right, you know, like, right, mm-hmm. right. So y'all hold me accountable. Please yes. hit me up if you don't have it next month. Yeah. 
I'm Don't watching. say that I'm not dope. Tell me. <laughs> I'll tell you you're not dope. You know, I'm not explaining. <laughs> I'm watching March 15th. You're not being dope right now. Are you about to? Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, what's going on over here? Right. You know. Okay, so where does your name come from? Alpha. Uh, so I was I was doing I'm the firstborn in my family. So there's a couple of different okay. things. I have ten siblings. Uh, oh, okay. hello. I'm the oldest of my family, so Alpha was appropriate for me. Yes. And then now it's an acronym. Uh, it stands for a life fulfilled praising Him. Amen. And it's you Love know it. it's something that uh, I feel like everything that I do I want to put forth my best effort to give God glory in the things that I do, even if it doesn't seem like oh God what God might not like that. <laughs> well, I'm still giving God glory and doing it. You know what yeah. I'm saying and. Um, that's really where the name comes from. It comes first from me being the firstborn in my family and me wanting to set a set a way for my my siblings. Like yeah. I really would love to be an example to them, yeah. Um, as well as my nephews and nieces and everyone. Um, but that's that's not where the name comes. Who's from. your youngest? How old's your youngest sibling? He is five. Oh, Dang, God, he's five. Yeah. I, I I come from a big family too, and my and my youngest sibling I think is fifteen. Oh wow. And I'm 800, so I was like, <laughs> "That's a big age difference." So you, for you too, it's an age. I'm like, "It's an age difference." I'm like, "I'm like early hundreds." So I'm like, "I don't know what's yeah. going on." I'm like, that's a, "That's a huge age difference." Yeah. Wow. So the five year old is gonna see this show. I'll be like, "Oh my god, it's my brother." And the five year old is coming to the studio with my dad, and he's getting in the booth too. So see? it's just so it's so cool Have, being able to create means that I can do. It's not just about the the finances and everything like that. It's about the relationship building that I'm able to do with it as well. Like I didn't have a studio before. And now that I do, my pops comes over, my little brothers come over. I get to build with my my dude here. Like so many people, we can just build in there, and then we can step out and do mm-hmm. so many things. To, it's about the togetherness. Yes. Like I, w- I was trying to do so many things on my own for such a long time, and it's, I was isolating myself. I wasn't talking to nobody. I wasn't sharing the things that I needed. And now that I have something that I can give to others, because that's really what I what I want to do at the end of the day. It makes it easier to kind of build those relationships and build those partnerships and build that entrepreneur and build that because we're all doing it together. No man is an island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, co-wrote, I co-wrote and recorded a song with my granddaughter, so I know what it feels like. That's awesome. Wow. So I'm like, that's so, and I, and I think I cried when I finished the song. Yeah. Because it's something we wrote together and now she, I said, now you have a credit. <laughs> Straight up. She's like, I want my royalty check. Um, she's my granddaughter. Yeah. Um, but no, so I know, I know what it feels like to have someone come in that's young and kind of see it. And I had my daughter here once. She came to L.A. and, and watched me do this. It was kind of like, she was on my radio show. It was like, oh my God, it was kind of cool to have her. Because I was just doing things myself too. Just doing it myself. Yeah. And, like, and now to have family kind of be involved is kind of fun. That's cool. Because we're not, we're not by ourselves. No. You guys, this, the, the program's called The Art of Letting Go. You just said it just created, they just created a SoundCloud for it? Yes, it's The Art of Letting Go podcast on SoundCloud okay. and on iTunes. And on iTunes. So go subscribe, like, comment. Please. Tell them what, they, what you think. Subscribe. Also, rate it. Like, you can rate it. See, rate it five stars. Then know what's going on. I'm going to go on there and subscribe to it now on iTunes. I was just listening to your through your SoundCloud. And I said, and it's like ten episodes now, right? Yes, it is. They're all they're all they're all good. Oh my god. <laughs> they're so good. I'm sorry. Like Tell folks in that camera, each of you, where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Alpha A L F P H A underscore presents on um, Instagram. You can find me on Twitter with the same thing, not the underscore. And on Facebook, I'm under Wayne Michael. You can find me on all social media at just Mike Brown. Um, that's Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, website primomiguel.com. If you like to read, sometimes I journal on Tumblr. That's beatsandblunts.tumblr.com. <laughs> Beats and blunts. 
Okay. And I'm James Lodge Jr., of course. You follow our show, Breaking Into, on, on uh, Facebook. It's so Breaking Into page. Go ahead and like there and follow so you can see what's going on. And I also post more things about the artist on that page. You can follow us on Black Hollywood Live on YouTube, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. We're there. This show is on there. I said again, now all 101 episodes will be on that. Wow. On that, on that place there. And, of course, my YouTube channel, which is JLJ Media. My SoundCloud page is James Lodge Jr. My books are on Amazon.com. I, you know, I do it all, kids. And my music's on every social media platform you can think of, from Spotify to Google Play to everything. My new song is called Lo Mismo Es Lo Mismo. It's in Spanish. <laughs> so my song is out there, so go ahead and, and check that out. I love you guys. I'll see you guys next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.